Let's start with Anaga. Anaga, what did you bring? Uh, so I brought a copy of The Lightning Thief by Rick Riordan. It's Ooh. one of my favorite books, and I right. wanted to read it for a long time. Haven't finished the series. Uh, Hold before. on to that. We're going to ask you more about it in a second. Don't give it all away. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> it's perfect. Spoiler. No, it's good. Thank you. Hold that thought, though. And then Carly, just flash it. What did you bring? Um, I brought a box of Legos. Box of Legos. Ooh. All right. Well, first of all, you can already tell this is going to be a, a dynamic matchup. I have two teenagers in Not Quite Strangers. <laughs> so welcome. My name is Valerie Hope, everyone. And this is the podcast called Not Quite Strangers. It's an opportunity to have two people who've never met each other that I personally know um, actually meet. And hopefully through the conversation, inspire curiosity, build connection, and we might even challenge and disrupt the status quo. And <laughs> today is no different. If you have not already done so, please subscribe to www.notquitestrangers.com. That way you get notifications of every episode that we post. And you also get invited to some of our special gatherings with our guests. And speaking of our guests, we have two very special young ladies joining us today. I'm going to start off by introducing Anaga. Anaga and I go way back to maybe a few months ago. <laughs> Technically, but her mother, <laughs> Lavanya, actually has been on both this podcast, Not Quite Strangers, and my previous podcast, Time to Come Alive. So she is a veteran podcast guest. And, and Anaga, with you, I remember your mother and I talking about, oh, we were in a, in a workshop, and mm -hmm. you happened to be in the same room while she was sharing, and then you started yeah. to share some things. I was just like, Wait, how old is she? <laughs> so Anaga, tell us, how old are you? Uh, I'm 13 years old, turning 14 this October. Oh, yay. yay. 13 going on 14 October. Excellent. So thank you so much for saying yes. And we're going to get a little bit more into your backstory. And then I also want to introduce the next guest, Carly. Hello, Carly. Hey. And you all should know. Carly is actually the voice of Not Quite Strangers. If you have heard the outro of this podcast, this is Carly's voice. Oh. <laughs> I know, she's like a celeb. <laughs> and she's also my niece. And I invited Carly because Carly, I know you can talk to just about anybody about just about anything. That and is my only talent. It yeah. is not <laughs> only, but it's definitely a very prominent one. And, you know, I've, I asked you long ago if you wanted to be a part of the podcast. Obviously, I had you record the outro, but I just couldn't figure out, like, mm, who would I match her up with that would, you know, really create an interesting dynamic. And then when I met Anaga, I was like, oh, my gosh, I know exactly the two people to bring together. So to the two of you, welcome to Not Quite Strangers podcast. Now, why did you say yes? And I know we talked a little bit about this earlier, but for the benefit of anybody listening, why do two teenagers, and Carly, by the way, how old are you? Uh, I'm 15. 15. Oh. Woohoo. I'm an old lady. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just hold on to that. <laughs> <laughs> so for the benefit of our listening audience, would you share why two teenagers are coming on a podcast today with a real old lady? <laughs> I came because my aunt asked me and she kept asking me <laughs> over and over again. See, I wore you down. So. 
I came because I wanted to have an experience the podcast, considering I don't listen to many and I haven't found any that catch my interest. Mm-hmm. So this might be the one for you. It might. You, might, you might be the one that subscribes and actually listens to all the episodes. Have you ever listened to your mom's episode? I have uh, a while back, but like she played it on TV. <laughs> you had no choice. Yeah. <laughs> and Carly, did you, did you, your dad has been on, your dad, Ricardo, my brother, has been on the podcast also twice. He was on Time to Come Alive and also Not Quite Strangers. Have you seen or heard either of his podcast episodes? They have come up on my YouTube feed because I subscribe, but I didn't watch them. <laughs> they, like, I was like, oh, there's my dad. And I kept scrolling. <laughs> I got to know because... Because he's my dad? Like, I don't... I, I, see, <laughs> I see him at home. I don't need to... You hear his voice already. Exactly. Yes. Every day. You don't need Like, he was it. probably calling me while I was on YouTube at that point. He's probably, like, trying to ask me to do something, and I was ignoring <laughs> him, so... Someone you could choose to ignore him by just swiping past him. Exactly. Yeah. Ah, exactly. makes sense. Makes sense. All right. <laughs> well, I asked the two of you to bring something. You know, when, when I was thinking of this matchup, the thing that struck me specifically about you two is that both of you have this very strong sense of leadership in your presence, I think, in how you communicate and the ideas that you communicate. But then also, I heard in what you shared with me and what I've seen of you, how creative both of you are in different ways. So I thought, I'm like, mm, there's something around creativity and leadership that seems to be bubbling up for me in this conversation. So I asked you to bring some item to represent that and what it means to you. So Anaga, you brought this Lightning Thief book. Tell us how that's connected to creativity or leadership for you. Well, one of the most things I'm creative in is writing and fictional writing. And I really like the Lightning Thief because I think it's well-written and it kind of inspired me to get back into reading and even writing because I, I didn't really find much interest in reading. There weren't books that caught my interest because they were the same thing over and over they were so boring but uh the lightning thieves is very interesting and the entirety of the percy jackson series is too so yeah rick riordan is awesome like he is like gosh the plots the characters is like ooh. yeah i've read another book by him i don't have it and i did want to bring that but it's a library book it's called sal and gabby break the universe it was written by him and like another person so i also recommend that it's really good okay i read his magnus chase series which is like percy jackson but for oh. the nordic gods and yeah. it was it was really good it was really good yeah oh. my friend has the series i think and she's like you know finish the percy jackson series and i'll give you the magnus chase series yeah so Definitely what is it about it. this topic or this particular author? I get that they're, you know, Anaga, you mentioned the, the writing style attracted you, but what specifically in the writing style is so interesting and, and that you and Carly both seem to be quite taken with it? He's very relatable. It's very yes. like relatable writing. Like it's not like the characters talk like normal people, you know, like they're not, yes. they're not like, what's it called? Like, when it's like a fantasy old-fashioned people exactly it's not like yeah I like that but like I've read so many fantasy books and it's so annoying 
be. I, I don't know what it is about it, but like Harry Potter, I don't know why, but that kind of, it kind of always irks me because everyone's like, oh, Harry Potter is the greatest. Like, it's not that great. It has a bunch of flaws and like a bunch of plot holes. And I don't totally really like the author herself either. But um, The Lightning Thief, uh, they write it from first point of view. And as a writer, I don't like first point of view normally because it can go horribly wrong. If like the slightest wrong move and the whole thing goes downhill, but he wrote it really well. Yeah, the narrator, like I feel like the narrator is what makes it relatable because it's yeah. like this normal kid going into this like adventure, which is like hero's journey, basic storytelling. But he goes into this adventure and he's reacting like a normal person would react instead of being like, oh, wow, there's a demigorgon. I'm just going to chill. He's like freaking out about it. And it's like, or not yeah. demigorgon. I don't know. I, I demogorgon. demogorgon. Demogorgon, I think, is Stranger Things. Yeah. It I, sounds I, great. I have no matter. idea what <laughs> any of them, either of them, or the books are, but I'm just <laughs> so excited to see the two of you so excited. And so I need to know. Um, so Anaga, you write, you said you actually write. What kind of, what style or what, what genre? Uh, I would say fantasy modern, but the more I think about it, the more I realize my story has more fantasy aspects and less modern aspects. So fantasy. Fantasy is the overall, cool. Well, Carly, I know you to be a, an avid reader and you were sharing your excitement about some uh, release tomorrow I think it is you said that oh well that's a manga I Ooh. I separate my manga and my novels because they're for different different times of they're for different energies you know yeah yeah that's true I, I different energies what what does that mean like when I'm gonna when I'm feeling a novel like when I'm feeling like I just really just want to read like some like I don't know I just want to read something I just I want to read feel, a novel right now, and I'll read a novel. I feel I like read a novel. I might accidentally offend some manga readers there, but when it comes to reading novels, I feel more classy. Kind of like what you said, you know, That's feeling true. like reading a novel. You like, do feel classy. Yes. You know, like I'll, like, I'll be like, I want to read a book, and I'll be like, okay, time to make some tea, time to get in my bed with like, all the blankets up, and, you know, put and you're aesthetic like... music. <laughs> exactly <laughs> like the lighting yeah. just right and you're like yeah take a picture of me right now this is <laughs> like, I, <laughs> you know, I could be on a poster and exactly. then suddenly I'll be like I need to draw this and then I end up don't, not reading <laughs> so distracted by the aesthetic it's just like you don't even read in the first place <laughs> literally this has created a mood already so good <laughs> all right but I don't want to miss opportunity to bring in Carly, you brought Legos, which is a world away from manga and from novels and tea. So could you share with us, what is it about the Legos that um, inspired creativity or leadership for you? Um, okay. Words. So. <laughs> words are hard. Words are hard. Um, when I was little, we had a lot of Legos, right? And my family has five kids in it. And so I remember when I was like seven, eight-ish, we'd have Legos. I'd build it. I'd be proud of it, you know? But then someone would come, drop it on the ground. It would break. And it would go in the big Lego box, like the, the big tub oh, of yeah. Legos. 
that always got spilled for some reason no matter what like it was like if it came out it was on the ground upside <laughs> down but uh the recently not well not recently but like over time I've been like taking old those old pieces and like using them to build diff- new things and not like interesting like cool things to look at but like a like a, a cube like <laughs> you know like just little like things and I'll take it apart put it back together and it's just like you know there's never exactly the piece I need or there's never exactly what I want to do so I have to like think like oh how do I make this work so that I like it you know and I feel like leadership is kind of like that right like the people who you're working with they're never going to do exactly what you want them to do they're never going to fall exactly into the role you want them to so you just have to take what they are doing Mm -hmm. and use it and just make it work exactly to make it work and so legos are leadership essentially copyright our leadership (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say i'm like you may want to copyright that i could see the name of a book or something (laughs) legos are leadership (laughs) (laughs) i think it's awesome well both of you have siblings right carly you have four siblings anaga you have one so (laughs) four <laughs> so I'm curious about what role, you know, we talked about creativity and we're talking about leadership. So interchangeably, how do your siblings either inspire or maybe even <laughs> stymie your ability to lead or create? Oh boy. Oh boy. This is gonna be long. This is gonna be long. <laughs> but uh, when it comes to my sister, considering she's autistic, so I have to be with her a lot. Um she kind of has stymied my creativity because I don't really get the opportunity to sit down and write and or to sit down and draw. And when I do sit down to do those things, I end up getting distracted because either distracted or I'm just like, I don't have the energy for this. I'm just gonna sit on my bed. I don't yeah. I don't want to do this today. Sitting That's, on your bed is fun, you know. I, fun. I do it a lot too. Sitting it's on your bed and watching YouTube is fun. Exactly. Like you don't have to always be like thinking, you just chill. Just chill. Chill thing is good. All right. So with your sister, you think it's just not you don't get the focus that you need to actually do the things that you want. Yeah. I don't get the not necessarily the focus. The focus is my own fault. I can't necessarily focus. It's more the time. Time. What do you mean? Why? Uh well, in between, like on a normal day when it's not summer, in between school and having to like take care of my sister, help her get to school, uh, just kind of babysit her, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really get the time. Got and, it. Yeah. You're taking, managing, yeah. taking care of her. So I'm curious, what, now I've talked to your mom about this quite a bit and some of the podcasts that she's been on, but I'm curious, what's it like to be, a, to have a sibling who's on the spectrum, autism spectrum? It's, it's very much a love-hate relationship because um, sometimes they're loud and you're like, can you please shut up? And then, you know, sometimes they mess things up and it's really annoying when you have to clean up after their messes. But in the end, you know, I'm very, I care for her a lot. I was forming words. I care for her a lot and I would give up almost anything for her because she's very important to me. You sound like such a good sister. Thank you. I'm not sure my siblings would do that for me. (laughs) Like, I feel like it's our, my my and my sister's relationship is like something out of a 
book because it's very much not realistic. I know siblings who just hate each other and they would like sacrifice each other if needed. <laughs> They're like, ah, we can save the world or kill my sister. Ooh. No, we <laughs> well, Carly, why do you think your, your, your siblings wouldn't say the same? Well, me and my siblings have like, overall, overall our relationship is pretty good, right? We do a lot of things together. Like we moved around a lot. And so the only thing that was like the same where we moved was each other, right? Like the only people who had all the same experiences were each other, right? So we kind of like through that, we are connected, right? They're the only ones who get all my references because we were the only ones who watched all the same shows when we were little. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I have to have them there. Someone has to get my jokes, but <laughs> we, they also are wickedly annoying and like they're just like the re their behavior their voices like what they do just annoys me all the time and I'm the same for them and so with that it's like I do, like I don't like talking to them that much like it's hard but then sometimes we'll just like sit down and like chill like eat popsicles and like laugh and it's like wow this is this is siblinghood. <laughs> siblinghood. Siblinghood. I feel that though, because my parents will be like, play with your sister. She's bored. I'm like, I don't want to play. And it's not, you know, oh, I'm too, I'm old. I'm too old and too cool to play. It's just like, I don't know how to play. I don't know what she likes. She's more into her phone than she is into me. And I don't know how to interest her. So, mm. but we, a lot of the time, between us is spent in the bedroom. So like, we'll just sit on our bed and I'll be watching my phone and she'll be watching her phone or I'll be on the computer doing something or sitting on the bed and drawing. So yeah, our relationship is very much based on um, us getting to do what we want and just existing in each other's presences. <laughs> Exist yeah. in each other's presences. I think that's really good. Well, I have, you know, Carly's dad is my brother but he's one of my three brothers. I have three of them. And Carly, similar to what you said, we moved around quite a bit when I was growing up and we only had each other. So we made each other laugh, we fought. I'm the only girl. So I also had, you know- um, All I the privileges. Say, no, all the privilege, <laughs> no, I, That's not what I hear, you know. Oh, he's a hater, so whatever. <laughs> I did, I knew how to assert my, my privilege. Right? I knew how to start my privilege a little bit more than my brothers did for sure. But, um, but you know, it was interesting. I think over time, especially now that we're older, we, I could say this, when I was your age, I was not able to articulate some of the things that you guys are articulating. Maybe I could, but no one asked, right? Nobody asked me, so maybe I didn't. But I, I can see that part of my role as the sister is to keep them connected. Like that's like my thing is to keep them connecting with each other, to keep them connected to other members of the family. I'm, I'm kind of like that person. So what's your role? Like when you think in terms of your family and your family structure, what would you guys say is the, is the role that you play or the intention that you have for your role? Uh, if I may, um, I am the third unofficial yet still an adult. I'm like the third parent because I have to manage a lot of things and I have to manage the food like we have to get things cooked we have to manage my sister and the things that happened to her uh, and like the thing that she's okay with like we have to take her out because she can't stay at home without getting bored e easily bored of like the phone and toys and stuff 
while also managing my wants and needs mm. and it's kind it's chaotic but also not like the world is ending chaotic if if you get what i mean i can't i don't know how to describe it but it's chaotic without being chaotic i'm gonna stick with that. that chaotic without being chaotic. chaotic without being chaotic so you you feel like the third parent but not an adult clearly so. yeah 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 and you cook uh sort of um <laughs> we have an instapot so like i'll put rice in there and we'll put some rice in there Sorry, but I can't, I can't cook i can cook hold on i can cook um <laughs> I have to like also cut vegetables. So we cut vegetables and then we put them in a pan and we like saute them. We don't necessarily fry them, mm. but we do like saute them. And I do know how to do it. I know to, what spices I need to put and I know I need to mix it every two minutes. But I also, um, I'm not a good judge of whether it's cooked or not. So I'm just kind of given the role of mix it when me and your dad can't immediately mix it. Okay. Or just don't even touch the curry at all. Just take care of your sister. Don't <laughs> don't go near the kitchen. Whenever my mom asked me to do something, I'm always like, did I do it right? Is this done? Is this meat cooked? Can you tell? I ask like, a million questions. She's just like, never mind, Carly. Like, Whenever why? I bake, I always have the recipe pulled up every time. Even if I've made it tons of times, my mom's like, surely you've memorized it by now. You say you have a good memory. I'm like, I do. But you and I both know I'm going to forget something. Exactly. It's like, even if I know exactly what I'm doing, it's like, just pour the cup in there. I'm like, wait, is it, are you sure it's a cup? Wait, this much, wait. This much water? It's sugar, right? <laughs> yes. Sugar? Oh, okay, cool. And it's like... Uh. So, so there's cooking, okay. <laughs> even Instapot cooking and sauteing vegetables. Carly, what about for you? What's the, what is the role and what intention do you bring to your role in family? I'm a child in my family. She is an adult that. with her family. I am still a child, <laughs> even though I am the oldest. I was going to ask, uh, I forgot to ask, are you the oldest in your family? Are you the youngest or are you oldest. the child? I am the, the oldest? oldest child. But ah. even with that, I, I save my maturity for when I'm out of the house. Let's just say that, you know, like, yeah. holding a not insane crazy person like aura like just holding a normal person's aura and like vibe out in like the op normal world is hard it's it's a difficult thing you know like sometimes I just want to yell at people or I'm annoyed and I just it takes a lot of energy to like uh, I want not to nerd out I want to nerd out about things so bad in public, but I'm like, do they like it? Do they like me? Am I interesting? Do they not like me? Or exactly. <laughs> it's like uh, it, interacting with people, even though it's fun and I like to talk to people, it's a lot of effort. You know, it's mm -hmm. things feel more stressful than they probably need to be. But at home, I am very much still a child. My parents still cook for me uh like obviously I help out around the house the dishes is my chore I I watch my siblings when that needs to happen but I don't really have like a like a role if anything I would say my role is to do the things that my parents tell me to do and that's <laughs> it like when me and my sister babysit my mom says I'm the one there to make sure the house doesn't burn down and she's the one there to make sure that like yeah, no one dies and yeah. or that to make sure that like take care of them and I'm the one to make sure the house doesn't burn down you know it's like 
I don't really know. Yeah, it's Hard. interesting. You said what you said about that. You save your maturity for when you're out. <laughs> so what does that look like? Like how, if we were to follow you around with a camera and see <laughs> you interacting with people at home and out, you know, with other people, like what would that, what would be the difference? I freak out a lot more at home. There's a lot more like vocalization of my opinions. You make that sound so, <laughs> so nice, so sophisticated. Uh, vocalization of my opinion. I'm like, I'm gonna complain and whine about stuff. Come on. I mean, you're not wrong, <laughs> but I mean, in person or when I'm talking to other people, um, I might be more respectful or be more calm mm. or like. I might call my siblings an idiot or, or like idiots or like say something right like that. I wouldn't do that in like public. Mm. Um, I, I definitely make more weird jokes at home because I feel like they're going to get it. Yeah. Like not like weird, like weird, but like weird, like no one else would understand because it's just yeah. something that like we do. Inside, and yeah. It's like, yeah. All right. That's fascinating. Uh, you guys both pointed to something when we first started the conversation before we even started um, the live stream and you shared about this idea of being in the light and in the dark as teenagers right because Carly I asked <laughs> you said something like this is the first time that I've opened my shades my blinds are like three weeks or something and Anika you said nope I have to open my blinds so talk to me a little bit about that and specifically this idea of the teenage preference for comfort and light or darkness? Uh, I feel like the reason, like there was a logical reason being, or I don't know if you can call it logical, but there was like a reason behind a lot of teenagers living in the dark and that's because so they can see the screens. Mm. So, you know, like a lot of gaming computers and stuff, you know, they have, you have to close the blinds so you can see the screen, which makes sense. However, I can't be in the dark. I need sunlight. I love sunlight. And I also don't like going outside, but I like sunlight. Hmm. So I can't, I can't like have my sh uh, blinds closed for three weeks. I'd be like, what is wrong with you? Why are you doing that? How are you living without sunlight? Get your <laughs> vitamin D. <laughs> Get your vitamin D. There goes another t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Carly, and what was it that, that inspires you to to be in you know to close your shades and be in more dark spaces i don't get as much sleep as i need to uh. so <laughs> it's kind of just like it's dark at night and i don't sleep then and it's uh. i just leave it in the dark also my house i don't know why they built it like this but like our window like faces another neighbor's house and it's just really awkward and it's like eh, i don't want to look at your house like I can like see their cars like from my I'm window lucky. and it's like I'm awkward. lucky I get a view of like the golf course we have a golf course near uh, our houses so like there's a golf course and then there's a forest and like it's a nice view in our old house we got more of the sky so we had like a lot of sunset views nice. it's really awesome now it's lucky. just more we see a lot of the golf course <laughs> we right now I'm looking at, at my window I see a wall and a roof and one of those like spinny things on top of the roof mm -hmm. like I don't know if it's like an air conditioning thingy oh, okay and like a satellite <laughs> and that's yeah. what I'm looking at 
no inspiring sunsets or sunrises there. Huh? Nope. <laughs> um, let, I want to change gears just a little bit. So <laughs> when, so this, this particular episode, we're filming it during the summertime. And the two of you are in, I think, Carly, you're going into the 10th grade soon. Yes. And Anaga, 8th? 8th grade. Okay. So talk to us a little bit about what's it like a in the summertime like what are the things you prioritize because i'll tell you my mother carly your abuela wouldn't let us you know we we had two weeks of summer that we could enjoy and sleep all day if we wanted to eat pop tarts or cereal for breakfast lunch and dinner she was really cool about that for two weeks and then she's like you got to get out of the house and go do something oh i will find something for you to do so we didn't have the luxury to spend the summer doing whatever we wanted and which was great now i really appreciate that as an adult but it used to really bother me and it kind of sucked when we were kids. So I'm curious about what is the expectation when you guys are home during the summer? And well, let's start with that. And then I wanna then transition into what it's like to go into school the first to another grade. But yeah, what's the expectation of being home in the summer? Well, everyone kind of has their own things, you know, like Lucy's doing ballet. She's like, what's the word? She got on, she went on point this summer. Yay. Mm. But so she's been doing a lot of that. Oscar had lacrosse and then me and him are both doing PC, which is a performance course. Um, I'm just going to plug that in there, but it's like, it's a program. Essentially you go in, um, it's like summer training to get you ready for the off season because off season is rough. And if you don't do anything all summer, it is going to be hell. So you have to do something. You have to like, uh, what's the word work out. They, for girls, they, focus a lot on explosive movements because a lot of girls sports like volleyball basketball like there it's more it's more like um explosive movements turns agility things like that mm -hmm. we we do weightlifting and running jumps sprints conditioning well we don't do a ton of conditioning but so i've been doing that every weekday this summer uh from 11 to 12 and so every <laughs> i have to get out of bed at some point so it's like <laughs> <sighs> that's kind of been my thing and then I had for student council we had a summer uh workshop a leadership workshop with some other student councils over zoom so I had to go to that uh next week we have a pep uh back to school pep rally it's like it's to get ready for the orientation or kind of complicated I'm not exactly sure what's going on with it but, but it's essentially we're having like a back to school like festival pep rally celebration thingy so I have to we've been getting ready for that and so I haven't been like super busy there's been tons of time to chill but at the same time it's like yeah I have my own stuff to do my parents my parents aren't the ones pressuring me to like do things it's like <laughs> I'm the one who puts myself here so you're the one that was like hey I want to go to this to this performance conditioning performance course course a course. performance Indeed. course and okay got it Got I it. can't relate to that. Like the amount of exercise you were talking about, I was just like, how are you surviving? How are you alive right now? <laughs> I exercise ask myself that question every room. time we start to run. I'm like, why did I choose this? But then <laughs> it feels good. It, it, it works out when off season starts. So mm. yeah, exercise is like my number one enemy. But my expectation for summer is just that I don't know what I'm doing and I'm just going to improvise. <laughs> So I don't have That's any the way plans to do for, it. Yeah, summer. I I don't have any plans for summer. Like people will be traveling and it's just like, 
cool just as long as I don't have to get up at the crack of dawn to cram information in my brain I'm fine and like (laughs) my dad put it perfectly like the idea of vacation for me my dad and my sister is just we go out we eat food that we don't have to cook and it's just we don't really do anything my mom is the one who needs like phoenixes burning in the air and action (laughs) anything is vacation for us but yeah burning in the air (laughs) he phrased it perfectly I don't remember exactly what it was but it was something like that but yeah my I just the entirety of summer I've just been watching phone uh, my phone on the bed I've been attempting digital art which is absolute pain (laughs) it's so I can't figure out art I've just recently figured out anatomy and even then that's hard and frustrating I gave up on art long ago (laughs) when I was little I was like I like to draw this is fun and then I'm like never mind (laughs) I used to be like that and now I'm like I for some bizarre reason must become an artist now it's probably all the anime (laughs) (laughs) no how did you know (laughs) and even with writing I'm like I need to write I have so many great story ideas I'm like I need to write I want to write I need to get onto google docs and then I don't (laughs) And I had the horrible <laughs> I idea. I like to world build. World building is fun for yeah, me. I can't write ideas. Like, I can't, like, write, like, inter- like you know how, like, uh, Rick Rudin has, like, really good, like, stories, like, narrators. Yeah. I can't do that. But I do like to, like, make up worlds and, like, political systems yeah. and things That's like that. That's actually, weirdly enough, I'm not very good at that. Like, except for this one thing. I, story idea I've had for a year or so and then I'm completely changing because 11 year old Annika had no idea what she was doing she was not <laughs> writing well I, I've read the old Google it's so horrible and I've completely changed everything but uh 11 yeah, year old Annika you are judging 11 year old Annika two years I later. am oh I poor am. girl I have I have completely changed over the course of 12 that's huge two years I'm not yeah. that old <laughs> But yeah, I I I had, that. I had the horrible idea to go onto a fanfiction website and start writing fanfiction. Now I just I can't think of anything. If I go to that page where it's like you have these works published, um, I can't come up with anything. I can't mm-hmm. write any new chapters, and they're just sitting there in the publish tab of my account. I'm like I need to update, but I don't want to. <laughs> I I don't have the energy for that. And I so guess the stuff to work through, apparently. I do. But you know, oh, wait, hang on. Aren't you a life coach, dear? I know, right? Like, come Hello. on. <laughs> I, well, I didn't bring y'all to my podcast so I could life coach you, but I think, I feel like I'm being called to. <laughs> I You're like, my, I can use a little support. Tingling. Um, <laughs> so speaking of life, I know, I'm just like, I want to ask more questions. Stop. No, not that one. Okay, so... <laughs> So I'm, I'm curious about a couple of things. Now you've shared about your summer and all the things that you do or don't do and how you've come about getting to those things. What, one thing that I was like asking um, teenagers in general, because I was, I had to admit, you guys don't see it right now, but I was a pretty surly teen. I remember, you know, I, I love it. to smile. You can see it. Okay. <laughs> I'll give that to you. You know, I love smiling. I'm generally pretty jovial person. But there was a period of time, probably between ages 14 and 19, where I would not smile in a single picture, especially with my family. Like everybody was like smiling and going like this. And I was just like, 
That it sounds like Oscar from ages five to now. Five to ten, right. Yeah. And I can't tell you why. I don't know why I felt that way, but I felt like I had to be like super, everything that was happening, I had to be like the opposite feeling. If everybody wanted to go right, I was like, no, I'm going to go left. If they wanted Chinese, I'm like, no, I want McDonald's. Like it was ridiculous. <laughs> I felt like I had to. It was like a, it was a I badge can, of honor. I kind of relate to that. Like if so many people hype this one thing and I'm like, so I know I'm immediately not going to do that. I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm the opposite. <laughs> For me, it's like, if people like it, it must like, it must, there has to be something they're getting out of it. You know, mm. it's like, like no, no, no. Like I'm, not, I'm not talking like Amazon likes or recommendations. <laughs> I'm talking like family stuff. Now exactly. in public, like to your point, Carly, I was like you, like in public, I was a little different, but with my family, I felt like I could express my angst. Now, the question I want to ask the two of you is how do you express your angst? Like, what are those things that you do or say that you know will give you this, like, hey, back off or give you space? For me, it was just like, I just didn't smile and I looked as miserable as I possibly could and people didn't ask me stuff. What's your thing? Uh, I have to um, verbalize it. I have to say, I don't want to talk right now, but that usually doesn't help anything. So <laughs> it's like, at this point, I just deal with it. Oh. Uh, I'll try to escape somehow using my I'm quick wit really hard right now. Tongue. I'm not sure <laughs> I think I think it's like headphones because I listen to music a lot it's like I'll put on my headphones like I don't want to talk to y'all I don't like people currently as of now just leave me alone <laughs> and let me listen to Paramore let me get depressed with Paramore <laughs> what? but <laughs> what is this a it's group a it's a band. It's a band. It's a very popular band. I, I don't even listen to like all of their music. There's just this one album and five of the songs in that album. I've just been listening to it on loop. Got it. And that's the moment yeah. where you tell people, don't be in my yeah. face. I need to be alone kind of thing. Okay. Nothing yeah. I do will Either make that. them leave me alone. <laughs> Either that like, I'll be right. in the have bathroom. like 25 people in your home. So yeah. <laughs> I'll be in the bathroom. Actually in the bathroom. And my dad will be like, Carly, come do this. I'll be like, I'm in the bathroom. Sorry. And he's like, come on. I do that. Up. And I'm like, I'm in the bathroom, man. <laughs> I'll be like, like, I'm going to the bathroom. My stomach hurts. I can't come out. I'm not. Yeah. I, I hide in the bathroom in my bedroom a lot. As well. what, what's something that adults don't know if but you know you obviously have friends that you hang out with people you spend <laughs> I time mean, with. You what could... are some I know there's a lot of things adults <laughs> don't know but what's something that if they knew like that you'd be surprised that adults aren't really hip to or that they're not they're kind of clueless but you feel like okay let me clue you in on something if you had to clue us in on something about teenagers or something like that what would that be well that's kind of the point, isn't it? It is. That adults don't know. I know. That's like, it's part of the, it's like. And this is a reveal. Thing. This is a grand reveal. Do you mean like our parents or just adults in general? I think because... adults in general. So it could be teachers okay. or other people. Yeah, I think okay. the parent like dynamic say, is a little bit more complex. And I feel like I need to say this. Teenagers don't do drugs and we don't want to do drugs because I've seen so many shows <laughs> where teenagers like there's drugs and. Um, you're still in middle school yeah I know but like that's all people think of when it comes to teenagers even if I was in high school you know any kids who vape I know 
like, okay, I'm not going to say like percentages, but there is a significant number of the people who I know or people at my school who do vape and do do things like that because they're kind of dumb because they're teenagers. But, you know, I wouldn't say that that's vaping. Is vaping, is it a drug? Is it? Is yeah, it, it, you, it there's is. nicotine in it, so it's addictive. It's like, you okay. know, it's, it's yeah, have you the been better vaping? version of smoking. I forgot. That's not true. <laughs> Don't take that literally. It, but I always hear people, like, it's where you smoke water vapor, I think, and it's like flavored and there's nicotine, obviously. Yeah. It's, so it's people very have bad. like gone to the hospital for it like yeah. i remember a couple of years ago there was this whole thing about these kids who had like lung issues because of it people still do it because you know whatever but yeah no i feel like teenagers do do dumb things like drugs not all of them like obviously people aren't doing it like because they want to be stereotypical or something but like people are idiots and like, I'm I saying just, that I'm saying that lovingly as a fellow idiot, who, not as idiotic, <laughs> but like, you know, no, people make people it. make decisions like that. I'd say that personally, I'm not that cool. I'm not that hip with the teens as well. Even though <laughs> I am a teenager, so um, you can blame my parents for that. I don't even have Snapchat. It's really sad, guys. Like, I, say, I, got a phone I don't. I don't have ago. Snapchat. Like, I don't have Instagram. Right. I don't have TikTok, and I never want to get TikTok ever. I don't like that app. Why? Okay. I mean, okay. There are TikTok? some aspects, like the art TikToks. I really like those. Are really cool, but um, regular TikTok is very annoying. I don't know why, but I there's I no such thing as regular TikTok. TikTok is exactly what people put into it. There's comedy, Ooh. there's fashion, there's DIY, there's ASMR, there's um we there's okay, there's like weird TikToks, like you know, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> but like, like there's so you, many cool things that you can just constantly There are some there are some cool things, but like uh I don't know. I have so many issues with TikTok that it would take a long time for me to get through all of them. Like I don't completely hate tiktok there are some like one of my favorite uh artists um musical artist was on tiktok before he got a youtube channel you know i like them uh i like some uh they're called mad sai mad sai okay yeah but there are some things i like about tiktok tiktok is pretty interesting but there are just also a bunch of things i don't like about it all right, I'm gonna throw like a few like rapid fire style questions, just to, like it. hot takes, right? Hot takes for the two of you. Um, so one, TV shows versus online streaming. Aren't they the same thing? Not necessarily. No. Oh, you uh, mean like YouTube versus like something on Netflix? Perhaps. I I I like content. Give me something I'm give me something I'm gonna enjoy. I don't care where it is. I don't like I don't like American cable TV shows. There's I, I don't know why, but like some of them are really just cringy and I don't know. Like well, that's the same with anything. You know, there are just true. some things that are just cringy and there are some things that are amazing. For example, yeah. have you watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine? I want to. Hilarious. But I'm not. I've heard it's really Hilarious. good, but like my mom won't let me because there's like a lot of sexual jokes and stuff. Mm. I mean, that's true, but it's still, Wait, it's still I've seen clips of it. I've seen clips of it. 
My mom introduced it to me, so okay. it's fine. Right, I saw fine. it when okay. I was like really little. My mom saw it when I was really little. But yeah, I prefer um, uh, YouTube because like there's like endless content, and you know I okay. can dive into anything. Yeah. You know? All right, next. That's true. <laughs> Fast food versus whole foods. Fast food any day of the week. Which Fast ones? Food. Anything with fries. Or fries um, are good. Fries are really good. Fries are just Panda good. Express, Taco Bell, Chick Fil A, McDonald's. Okay, we went to Burger King for the first time in like four years. Yesterday, it was really good. Had a Whopper. It was awesome. Um, uh, what else? What else is there? I can't think of anything else. But oh, Chick Fil A because okay. yes, always. But Monica, what you about know. for you guys? I love Panda Express, but I only ever eat it when we're at the mall because I'm the only one in my house who wants Panda Express. Why? Why? How are there people who don't like Panda Express? <laughs> I, had, I was going somewhere with my like my my church group the other day, and they're they're like no Panda, no Panda Express. I'm like how? I would it's so good, so good, it's <laughs> so good. But like right. we do so visit we like- McDonald's a lot. We've been through the McDonald's drive-throughs quite a bit, and Taco Bell. Taco Bell is great. I mean, I the, love- the pandemic wasn't exactly kind to our eating habits. We weren't exactly thriving with healthy eating. <laughs> yeah. <at that> point. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about. I, I want to hear so pandemic what's your your hot take on the pandemic and what's especially now that you know the vaccine is out and all this other stuff is going on what do you guys think about that I didn't like it I didn't like it at all I didn't get to meet people and I was alone in my house and I just my my mental health kind of went downhill in my personal opinion I did I felt very alone I felt very shouted out by society and I'm like I need people. I crave people. Where are people? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, person? <laughs> human? Fellow human? Contact? <laughs> no. For me, it was, okay, other than online school, online school and, like, dealing with school online was stressful. Dealing with, like, clubs and, like, events. I do mock trial and all you and things like that. Online events were not fun for me. They were, like, really awkward, stressful, and weird. However, the period of time, fourth quarter, eighth, eighth grade, like two years ago, where we just didn't do anything because no one knew what they were doing. So it was just like, eh, was amazing. It was awesome. I like didn't have, there was no worries. Everything I was worried about had been canceled. It was like, it was freedom. It really was. I just, because like no one was going anywhere, but the power wasn't out. Like when there's the snowstorm, internet power went out. So we couldn't like do things like that. But I could just watch TV and chill or read books online. And it like, and everything was like, everything was chill, you know? Like, alone, pet- you didn't feel lonely like not being able to interact with your friends. And stuff? I have siblings. So, yeah. They alone, talk to but <laughs> yeah. Um, as, about online school. Yeah, that's my next topic. I liked, oh, okay. yes, perfect. Go. Yeah. So about online school, I liked, uh, so in sixth grade, we had most of the school year and then we had that last bit was quarantine. That was really nice because we didn't have to go on Zoom calls at eight in the morning. Uh, we could just get up whenever we wanted to and we just had to finish the assignments and the assignments weren't even that big. You know, it was small, which makes sense. That was okay. 
like considering it from a school standpoint. You could finish all your work in like two hours yeah. and you'd be yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. And like that was okay this for year the school. Was where the trouble started. Yeah. Because Fine. they'd be like, okay, six hours online, guys. Just uh, like straight. You're just gonna get you're gonna eyes. sit at your laptop. You're gonna go to your first period of class. Your first period of class is gonna be online. You're gonna sit here, listen to your teacher, do whatever work you need to do on Zoom with your camera on. And you're going to participate in the conversation and you're going to pay attention and you're just going to sit in your room doing that. Cool. Next class. Same thing. Next class. Same thing. Lunch break for maybe four, like 30 minutes because the teacher always went over. No matter what happened, they would always go over the lunch break. Like, this is your lunch break too, isn't it? Like, <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you'd go back to class and it's like being on Zoom that long, like having your face on camera for that long of a time isn't like it's kind of stressful it's it's like a lot of pressure especially when since it's your classmates and you're just like whatever so you know I gave up a lot there were a lot of foreheads there were a lot of days where I was paying attention but it's like yeah no being on zoom that long was just not it, it it's awesome. like you know it's exhausting. It really, it really, I get that. It's really, really exhausting. I don't like looking at my face and Zoom. Like now I have that touch up filter where they like, they can um, kind of cover your skin and like the light around you is nice. But like before that, I didn't like looking at my face. I'm like, who is this ugly person? Why am I looking at them? I don't like this. I don't like looking at myself. I don't like, and, like okay, the what's the word the cameras on and off dynamic where it's like okay now we can turn our cameras off okay now like you know everyone's always waiting for the time to turn their cameras off yes. the other day I had to log in through my phone because I because my internet wasn't working um apparently everyone had turned their cameras off but me and I hadn't realized it and I was the only person in the whole group it was a group of like 20 kids with my camera on and I was just sitting there working like that you know and I'm like oh my Oh my gosh. Like, oh, how shameful. It was, it was <laughs> shameful. And my was eyes kind of died because of online school. My eyes kind of died Your because I was at died. the computer all the yeah. time. Yeah. 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 I went back I in person as soon as I could. I, yeah. I, it was kind of so nice because my school's really big. And so half the students were gone. And so it was like, okay, you know, like I can actually walk through the hallways for once. And there was like space mm-hmm. to sit on the bus. Like I can have my own seat. I was, oh, nice, fancy. But then all the <laughs> students came back slowly. Like at, by the end of the year, I think it was like three fourths of the students. And the bus was like full and like the hallways were a hassle. And it's like, gosh, like, <sighs> <laughs> all right. Can y'all go back online. Like, <laughs> last, last few questions here. If you had a magic wand, right? Or no, better yet, no magic wand, three wishes three wishes what would you use what would you wish for with three wishes okay anything could be anything i would wish to speak all the languages in the world Mm. i just want to be fluent in everything i want to be able to read and write in any language obviously like world peace and stuff but i have to think about that because like you can't just say world peace because like what does that mean who's in charge of the world peace like there has to be someone in charge so like there has like who's in power at this point is it this your be. second wish? Are we? What? What? <laughs> I mean, the no, she's like saying why she wouldn't just immediately wish. Oh, world peace. Okay, got yeah. it. So all the languages like, in the world, and then you're debating whether or not world peace deserves yeah. to be one of your wishes. Probably okay. something about like I don't know. I like 
it would just happen automatically like it would just like be there now yeah yeah instant well maybe i would wish for like you know like concentration camps and stuff because like what's happening with like the leaders in china for them to not not have like just like ending that would probably be a good wish maybe something about like distributing food to like Mm -hmm. starving people because i know that like food distribution is a really big issue yeah maybe something about i don't i feel like i have to be noble and be like look at the world's big problems and like try to fix them but if i'm being honest i would probably just wish to have unlimited money to be able to buy whatever books i wanted to buy Mm -hmm. and unlimited candy to be able to limited money and candy all the languages in the world and something dealing with world peace it could be concentration camps it could be um distribution of food all just that. so you know lucy walked in the room and is now sitting right. on the ground so. and lucy is her younger sister I yes she's awkwardly waving at me right now <laughs> does lucy want to come over and say hello you want to come say hi lucy no she said no okay got it vehemently <laughs> Ve- right. vehemently is that how you say it Ve- vehemently vehemently yeah and i got what about for you three wishes uh, Okay, first off, I'd want to end all like racism, homophobia, sexism, uh, Islamophobia, all of that. Just I want people to get along because it's stupid. You're really nitpicking over someone's color, skin color. That's stupid. Why would you do that? So I kind of my first wish would be to end all of that and that it just didn't exist in the first place. And we could just get along because half the pop, like a lot of the population of earth is adults sure you can get along right mm-hmm. you're, you're mature your brains have matured right my second wish would be <laughs> i mean you think that you think, <laughs> that. <laughs> you think that i don't know you sometimes mature into really big jerks <laughs> so, <laughs> you're 30 years old and you're still nitpicking over like differences of people co- yeah you know yeah. my of- second wish would be um that i wouldn't have like the consequences of things with sugar and carbs in them wouldn't affect me like I that is a good way constantly healthy and I could eat whatever I want I could eat um that is a really good way yeah like, your body's in like peak condition no matter what you do so like you could <laughs> yes, not work out that's what I want years, then and then I can like I can taste all the things I want to I can eat all the things I want to enjoy the taste without having to be like I'm probably so unhealthy right now. I'm gaining weight. Uh, my triglycerides are through the roof now. I'm 15. I'm are young. you really worried about your triglycerides at 13? My parents have me worried about my triglycerides. <laughs> <laughs> my metabolism is safe for now. So that's my policy. While I'm safe, I'll do what I want to do. And then yeah. once I become like older and I have to worry about yeah. that. As a teenager, I'm just going to eat what I want and do what I want and not freaking care about exercise. But then once I hit 20, I'm like, okay, time to like not worry about my body. To the million responsibilities I'll probably have with my body on top there. My third wish, um, as of now, I feel like those first two wishes would be kind of eternal wishes that I've always had since I was little. My third wish as of now is that we could finally understand my sister because it's kind of hard understanding her. We're slowly getting there, but like as of right now, I wish I could read her mind 
and mm-hmm. see what she needs and see what she wants and be like, oh, you want, you want cookies right now. Let me go get some for you. Uh, you need a hug. You're upset. Let me, let me comfort you. I really wish we could understand my sister because it's hard. You are such a good sister. Thank you. Those, those I are, get that those a really lot. Wishes. <laughs> wow. I get that a lot. Yeah. Carly, yeah. do you want to redo since Lucy is in the room now? No. <laughs> You're like, no. <laughs> I mean, if I'm being honest, I would probably do something noble and like nice, but I wouldn't want to. I mean, like I would, I would want there to be like no racism. That sounds nice. But like, I also want unlimited you know, It's valid to worry about yourself and be like, you know, I want the, you yeah. want the best for yourself. That's you not do. like narcissistic. No, it's if not. I, I think you should, everyone, all of us should mind our, you know, mind our own hearts and mind our minds and our well-being you know you yeah but my really... wish probably wouldn't help my well-being having unlimited money probably wouldn't be the best thing for my mental depends on health. how you're using it unlimited <laughs> yeah uh, this I mean, abundance i you know my wish would be abundance and and connection i have like more generic t- types right i have the specifics i'm not as interested in because i think the older i've gotten is like oh every generation or every couple of years the you know the details change so so I think connection, so to your point, this whole idea of racism and all the isms, you know, um, that those go away. But for me, it's really like connection, like people really connect in meaningful ways, no matter who they're connecting to. That's one wish. And the other one is like un- you know, abundance, abundance of everything that I love. Like chocolate. I can talk. would be one. Uh, you're not wrong. Yes, <laughs> that could be one of the things that are abundant. Uh, you just love like a like a what's the word like a machine that like drops chocolate like, yes i don't want a machine that. that drops chocolate i want to be to just like think it and go oh, here it is that's smart when i was little <laughs> i remember like sitting at my desk in school and like, being hungry and thinking i just want to, like imagine food and have it like be in my desk hey. like, that would be so useful oh my God. we could end useful. world hunger with that <laughs> like you know just imagine food, food right people. now boom boom hey I don't know what my third wish would be. Hmm. What would my third wish be? So covered like the personal stuff. I think I, you know, I like this idea of like this, all this evergreen health, like just being able to always, whatever I do, whether it's sleep or food or anything that contributes to my well-being. That's a pretty lazy wish though. What like what I way? would also make it. But it's pretty don't like judge I my wishes. Anyone. No, I actually I'm really relating. like that wish. I That's personally really like wish. that wish. That isn't. I don't know. I think it's practical. It's practical. Um, but now I want to. <laughs> so first of all, you guys have been a trip. It's really has been this fastest hour I've spent <laughs> in a long time. It's been an hour. Oh I my know God. it's been an hour. <laughs> So I'm just going to zoom out a little bit here. I am so curious. So what has it been like? You've never met before. The two of you have only met in this instance online in this podcast. So what was that like for you? I mean, we both seem like pretty normal, chill people. So, and then oh, we both, um, we, we both like that. to read. I'm very much not chill. Very much not chill. <laughs> but, um, when I say chill, you, I mean, you're like, you're not like a like a horrible person who's like I guess going to judge me yeah. yes I have judged you but in a positive way you are now on my list of teenagers older than me that I don't feel scared of 
I had the same thing oh my gosh for me all the high schoolers I knew were terrifying like I was so scared of them like like, I don't know they always seem like taller and older than me even though I was usually taller than them they just be like eighth graders were terrifying to me in sixth grade because I get lost trying to go PE in the eighth grade hallway and they were so tall and I felt I nearly got stepped on multiple (laughs) times and it's like ha 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 so, so, so. Uh, so, yeah, yeah congratulations congratulations i don't fear you <laughs> thank you <laughs> i don't fear you what what are you both taking away from this experience that there's another person out there who also likes to read and manga and anime and yeah. also likes to talk i don't know it's nice to know there are people who share your interests yeah like it's you know it's like I know somewhere else in the back of my mind like whenever I make a nerdy joke you know maybe Anna go she would have gotten it it. you know like (laughs) she would have gotten the joke (laughs) Uh. Anna what about for you I'm taking away that there's a 15 year old that likes me (laughs) (laughs) because I've rarely interacted with high schoolers Mm. I mean, you will in the future. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Like, if all goes well. You, yeah. There's you and there's like another high schooler friend I know who was a childhood friend. So it's not that bad. But like, otherwise, I fear high schoolers so much. Mm. It's just so intimidating. I had a couple friends who were like four years older than me because in military communities, like age really doesn't matter that much. Because it's like, we're all going to leave in a couple years anyway. So it's like, if you're going to be like, I only hang out with fourth graders, then you're going to be lonely. So <laughs> everyone's kind of like, hey, are you a couple years older than me? That's chill. Let's all just hang out. So hey, I had I'm... a couple friends who were like high schoolers when I was in middle school, but they were, they were nice people. So they were like positive experiences. So, you know, yeah. I, I do have, I have another random question that's just come up for me. And so this might go over a little bit because you both have alluded to some things around culture. And I think when you said this about the military kids, I thought, oh, both of you, I would say are third culture children in some way, shape or form, right? So Carly, you, your parents are, are two different races, right? So you're biracial, black and white. And Anaga, (laughs) you were born here in the US, Anaga? No, actually, I was born in India. You were born in India. Yeah, I was born in India. We moved to America like very soon after I was born. I say two months, like I say, oh yeah, we moved two months right after I was born. But in reality, I don't know. I'm just making that up. <laughs> Got it. So so my question though, is because you have this third culture experience, right? So your parents both grew up and both of your parents grew up in different cultures than what you're growing up in. So I'm curious about how, does, how do you identify? Or is there anything about it that, uh, that you identify with? I usually when someone asks I say okay (laughs) a lot of times this happens because I'm the only person of African descent in a room so if I'm the only person who's part black I might say I'm black if I'm like if everyone else is white or Asian I'll just be like am I the only black person here if I'm the only Hispanic person the same thing you know but um for me kind of like I am who I am you know like I've been saying like a lot I'm sorry uh I feel 
I feel like I'm not part of a culture, but because of that, it's, I don't have that kind of pressure behind me of like, oh, you are, you are this, you need to make sure you do this. It's more like, Mm. I'm me. I wish I spoke Spanish. (laughs) My dad's from Panama. My mom is super white, Vermont, Irish, French, you know, descent, like, I don't think that qualifies as super white, but I okay. mean, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, it, it's okay. It's yeah. okay. Okay. I kind of feel that because it sounds weird saying it out loud, but I feel like I'm shunned from both American communities and Indian communities. Indian communities because like I'm very American and like I don't have an accent and I didn't grow up in India and I know very little Telugu, which is like my mother tongue. And like by American communities, because, oh, I'm Indian, I'm foreign, and, uh, you know, I might not understand their culture a lot because, like, I don't understand, you know, why people like, uh, I don't know, how to, how to explain it. I, I feel like I don't fit in one community. So I'm just kind of in this in between miscellaneous community of a bunch of people who are like me and they don't identify with their like homeland or America. Mm. And what is that like? Because both of you, I think, are expressing very similar things, right? I mean, I would have to say that for me, it's kind of the opposite because Mm -hmm. I can fit in anywhere, you know, Mm -hmm. like when I, when there's like one other black kid in the class, it's like, yo, (laughs) (laughs) do you really, really? (laughs) but I can also like, yes, I, yeah, yes. Um, but eat like if I'm only around white people or I'm only around non-military kids like I can I'm good at communicating you know I don't feel limited by I mean they can judge me they can think wow she's really not whatever but it's like you know what are they gonna do like mm-hmm. <laughs> not be friends with me it's like we're like I don't yeah you know like, like I'm adorable like why do people <laughs> choose that exactly yeah you, know, you, you have your preferences that's okay you know <laughs> Uh, so that's interesting. So for you, you feel the freedom that you could actually choose what culture you decide to connect to or who you decide to connect to. And Anaga, it's interesting that for you, you feel like you're really kind of in between. Huh? What's the impact of that? We're not done yet. <laughs> uh, the impact of that is I don't ever feel like I belong. And that's why I choose to um you know make the first thing about me known is that i like uh insert thing like i like video games or i like anime or i like Percy mm. jackson i'd rather be known as the writer rather than you know i'm american slash i'm indian or whatever mm. got it so the ethnicity the culture nationality all that stuff is actually quite limiting in many ways, right? Because I think what you all, the two of you anyways, in this conversation just showed that there were so many things. You didn't even know that about each other, probably. I don't, because I don't think I ever told Carly, oh, Anaga is Indian. I don't think I did. And I don't think Anaga told you that, well, Carly, you know, her dad is black, her mother's white. Like, I don't think I ever mentioned those dimensions of diversity, but the two of you connected on so many other levels. I think to your point, Anaga, that that's, that's what makes people way more interesting. I, I feel like that's kind of a generational thing, you what know, do you mean? like, or maybe not a generational thing, but I know specifically for my community, which is really like very, very diverse. We have tons of people from all over the world, um, like tons of 
South Asia. We have, I have, I have like a bunch of friends who are from like Nigeria or Ethiopia, um, uh, black kids, white kids, Asian. Black Hispanic. and white it's kids like, are considered American. That's. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm using the different divisions to make sure. a point. Got it. It's kind of the opposite in my community. Like where I live, there's a lot of Indians, there's a lot of white people, and there's like some people in between. <laughs> Like black people, yeah. Asian people, it's uh, that's how it is in like a, the advanced classes at my school. It's like it's actually a really big issue. There are almost no black kids in like the GT, like those programs. I mean, they are there, GT but gifted and talented. Yes, um, they are there, but they're very, very few. In eighth grade, there were like four kids in the program that were black and or Hispanic out of like hundreds. So it was like I can relate to that. That's kind of there in my school too. Yeah, but outside of the program, it's super diverse, and because of that, you don't really look at someone and you go, "How can I relate to this person as a white person? How can Mm -hmm. I relate to this Hispanic person to make them talk to me?" It's like, Mm -hmm. "Hey, we have this class together," or maybe that's just me. Maybe, (laughs) maybe I'm just. I, I do that too. It's my first thought is not, oh, they're white. How can I relate to them as a person who grew up in an American culture? It's more like, do you like anime? Yes or no? That's <laughs> kind of Undertale. That's like my main priority. That's how you filter people out. Yeah. You're like, how, you don't like Undertale, you're immediately relevant to me. <laughs> you don't like anime, your opinion is immediately, um, what you want to call it? in irrelevant valid irrelevant invalid you're dead to me goodbye (laughs) you don't like anime you're dead Uh, look ladies i have just had a blast getting to know the two of you and seeing the two of you just bounce back and forth with these interesting takes and topics so as we're wrapping up what final words do you have for one another for me or for the audience this is stressful. Oh. You should have told us pre- to prepare for this at least. This was stressful. The final words, like oh, the final words, final words. That. Okay, I can. I was about what to say the this last was thing you want to be remembered for on this podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say something really inspirational here. Pursue what you like. Do what you like. Don't don't worry about grades or upholding a name. Do what you like. Hey. Okay. Don't be afraid to talk to people is my thing because how many friends did I make because it's like we both were annoyed by something and we're just like like making eye contact about it like like you know like oh great I have bonded eye roll brings people together exactly eye rolls will bring the the connections you know like when you're in a room with someone and you have something in common why not just say hey I like your t-shirt or oh my gosh homework is insane or hey you're in my art class right like I feel like a ton of kids I know a ton of kids would just prefer to just stay in their bubble, mm. right? It's like, they'll make friends and do things, but like, if they're you know, sitting next to someone, they're not going to start a conversation, mm. but you know, there's no reason to be afraid of that. So just, cool. just talk to people. And then last, last but word. That is this, easy for me to say. So. It, well, but I, yeah. but I think, you, you know, all of us can only speak from experience anyways, right? That's and what good. you're encouraging is for people to expand their experiences. Um, so final, final word, this is for both of you the first time on a podcast. So I'm curious, what would you say about that experience now after now being on the other side? 
10 out of 10 would be on a podcast again. All right. I probably am going to regret something I said today and realize it's going to be recorded for all eternity and yeah. like have like a panic attack about it, but then I'll forget about it. So, you know, exactly. yeah, sorry for anything dumb I said. I apologize. <laughs> First of all, neither of you said anything dumb or irrelevant. I thought it was fascinating. Both of you were a delight. And I'm serious. And you know, I, you know, I give out compliments, but I don't give them out all that generously <laughs> sometimes, but I, I just mean, enjoyed it. Uh, you know, <laughs> when it's deserved, you will get it full on. And I do think both of you are just fan, fantastic, phenomenal, fun. I so appreciate the energy that you brought, the openness. Like from the instant that we said on, y'all were like, Rrr. so I just, I just really appreciate that you brought that to the podcast. When you bring two talkative people in a room. What do you? Think I know. What do you do? What do you do? <laughs> and so, and my wish for you is that you continue not only to connect with other people, like you both mentioned, but also with each other. So I do feel like this could be a really great uh, blend. You might even have your own podcast. Who knows? Mm. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of work if I'm being honest hey you yeah. know Annika has she has the setup so maybe you just show up on zoom and there you go talk about anime and stuff yeah <laughs> uh, well thank you all <laughs> for tuning in to this episode of not quite strangers a uh, big thank you to Anaga and Carly for making this episode super fun and enjoyable I think we learned a lot we got into the mind the mind of the teenager you I'm not the best example of a teenager. Neither am I. Yeah. I think every teenager. But no, I think you guys prove a point because we also, teenagers are not, it's not a monolith. It's not like every single teenager is this particular type. So you guys just proved a point whether people had a stereotype about what you would do or say or not. I think this is exactly what we wanted them to experience. And the fact that you are slightly different ages and different places in your, in your career, school career, <laughs> I think also proves the point. So you can still connect even if you're two years apart and you don't, you're not scared of each other. So great. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for saying yes. I'm so glad that you said yes to me and that your parents also led the way by modeling in their own way, the, what, who they are, who you are is a function of who they are, right? For good or bad. Um, and the rest of you who tuned into this episode, thank you all so much for joining us for this episode of Not Quite Strangers. Remember to subscribe www.notquitestrangers.com. And when you listen to the outro, know that is Miss Carly over here. <laughs> All right, everyone, have a wonderful rest of the day. You've been listening to the podcast, Not Quite Strangers. Be sure to subscribe or follow on your favorite video or podcast platform. And for more information and content, go to notquitestrangers.com. See you next time.